Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Folks, check out the 2023 NFL BetQL betting preview. It's the must-have tool for the 2023-24 season. Unlock a world of sportsbook offers that that will have you playing smarter, not harder, with more than 10,000 in-depth game-by-game simulations at your fingertips. You will be equipped with unparalleled insights to make informed bets. Whether you're a seasoned better or just getting started, this guide is your ticket to maximizing success in the world of NFL betting. Don't miss out. Grab your copy now when you sign up for a premium subscription and get ready to conquer the odds. Okay, Aaron, let's talk about NFL win totals here and what the public is doing when it comes to some of their favorite over or under win total bets. When it comes to majority of bets going to the under at BetMGM, well, fancy that. The largest percentage of unders uh, for any one team goes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers under six and a half. Eighty-nine percent have the bets at the under, and uh, maybe Baker Mayfield has something to do with that. I don't know. Uh, but when you look at the rest of this list, uh, do you want to start with the Bucks, or is there another one that really stands out? Yeah. No, we can just kind of talk through these. I mean, I I looked at a lot of these, and if you do want to tail or take a look at it, a lot of the ones that are listed, there's just no value. So I guess I can see, you know, that a lot of people have been betting on it. Thing with the Bucks for me is we just went over it. I mean, there's so many issues with that team. Could they be one of the teams, you know, come toward the end of the season that's basically – tanking for Caleb Williams you know um that's Mm -hmm. that could be in play um but I guess you know some people have made the argument that uh Baker's been injured for a good portion of his career maybe he could be better than people are expecting you know you could try to zig when everyone else is zagging and go the other way on some of these but if you do want to tail what most people are betting on when it comes to these win totals like looking at the bucks for example minus 142 under six and a half wins no thank you i'm not a fade the public guy in general but i wonder if eventually there's going to be some value on the over six and a half for the bucks even though i am not happy with this (laughs) baker mayfield move at the same time we only need to look back to last year to see what happened with the Carolina Panthers. And if I'm not mistaken, I think that win total may have also been six and a half where it was Baker Mayfield and he lost the job midway through the season. Uh, They also fired their head coach and it felt like everything was going to fall apart over there. And I believe they went over their win total barely. They got to seven, but I wonder if Mm -hmm. like history could repeat itself in Tampa where Baker Mayfield perhaps loses his job midway through the year Just because he's the starter for week one doesn't mean he's going to be the starter all the way through week 18. So bear that in mind. I would also argue as far as like the Bucs being potentially top heavy, that it's something where if they stay healthy, then you could see some great defensive outings where they're winning defensive slugfests. You may also see Mm -hmm. the occasional, you know, Mike Evans breakout game. That's also a possibility. So to get to seven, especially in that division, I don't think is out of the realm of possibilities. I get why this number is so big as far as where the public is, but to me, it's too big. Yeah, I agree. I think if you're going to look at anything in terms of the Bucks 
and their win total, it would need to be the over here. I would go the other way and just hope that what we saw with Baker and the Rams for a little bit last season can carry over into this season. Um, and six and a half is a very low number. This could be if healthy, a better team uh, than seven wins. So if they, if they do have some weapons, obviously the run game stays the secondary. You never know with the head coach, but I'm obviously not going to bet it, but I think the over would be the only way to look here. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And as as much as I will be fading the Bucks, perhaps a, a good bit in the early part of the regular season, perhaps in creative ways, at the same time, no reason to think that Kyle Trask can't like perform better. I mean, what was it like his last preseason game against the jets? Uh, Trask was 20 to 28, 218 yards and a touchdown. Uh, for whatever reason, he may not be ready yet, but who's to say he can't be ready yeah. later in the year. You know, these things are fluid, mm-hmm. you know, we're not looking at, you know, things set in stone to where what happens in exactly. week one means this is exactly how the rest of the season is going to play out. So and you've got to think there are going to be some teams that surprise us, and the Bucks really yeah. could be one of them. Yeah, a- absolutely. Like, I, not not going crazy, like win the division, even though it's a bad division. No, you know, nothing crazy. But yeah, seven, exactly. seven, eight wins is not asking a lot. I don't think of any no. NFL team in a seventeen game season. I completely agree. Absolutely. It, it is an easier schedule. I, I think it is doable for them. So we'll, we'll see. Also, when you're looking at uh, the rest of these under bets that are popular, a lot of them involve rookie quarterbacks, right? So yes. second highest uh, rate would be the Colts under six and a half, followed by the Panthers under seven and a half. So you have two rookie quarterbacks there. Um, obviously the Cardinals, uh, you know, they're going to have a lot of folks uh, betting on the under four and a half, even though four and a half is a low number. Be careful. That is a low number here. It wouldn't take much for them to get to five. Um, But I guess probably the more surprising ones, if you even want to call it that, would be the Jets under nine and a half and Vikings under eight and a half, meaning that after Minnesota went on that epic run last season, they come back with a losing record. So which of these uh, do you feel like the public may have gotten right or may have been dead wrong about? Hmm. The Jets one, I did, it did make me pause. I think the the Panthers, I mean, what is there to really like? You've got an undersized rookie quarterback. I mean, maybe you like Frank Reich, but I don't think there was a lot there. So I think that one's probably correct. I don't know what to make of the Jets. I really don't. That one is just interesting. And it. I, I think it's, I find it interesting that the public did the under there. I think over would be my lean. What is the number for the Jets? Over nine and a half. Getting plus money on on the under. Yeah, so the under you're getting plus money. Mm. That would be just a stay away for me. I mean, Aaron Rodgers and his age and how bad he looked last season, I just can't uh, go with an over. Uh, But at even money, I would kind of like better value if I'm going to take the under there on the Jets and just completely because that roster is stacked so uh something's got to go majorly wrong for them to uh go under 10 wins so among the myriad bets I made in Vegas concerning football futures one of them was the under Jets nine and a half and largely 
the reason why I took that route, aside from, you know, the, the value with the plus money, was I think Aaron Rodgers is a bigger unknown than we want to believe. I don't necessarily think that the Packers were bereft of talent or bereft of coaching and play design last season. I think some of it was just Aaron Rodgers getting older. And so that is a big Mm -hmm. question, a big unknown. I think the other thing, too, where we're talking about the Jets' defense, which has a lot of potential, sometimes when it comes to secondaries and overall coverage, you tend to regress. It's not as sticky from one season to the next. And it does feel like with Sauce Gardner and company that we're just expecting them to play at this ridiculously high level. And I don't know if you can necessarily expect that especially with you know a couple of those guys having such small sample sizes, you don't know if they can string two great seasons together. So that is a bit of a question. And because of all this hype and you know all the Aaron Rodgers, you know, one last who are, whatever it is, we've seen veteran quarterbacks go to another situation and completely tank. Now it didn't happen with Tom Brady, but Tom Brady's different than everyone else. He's on a tier of his own. He is the GOAT. Is Aaron Rodgers someone who we can also trust to do something similar. I don't know that. And I get Nathaniel Hackett is there, but again, to me, there's more value placing on the under, especially given just how tough Mm -hmm. that division is. I mean, how many times on this show, Aaron, have we debated the New England Patriots and brainstormed aloud as far as like how good, how bad they can be. And we still haven't figured it out. And we shouldn't have by this point because it's really hard to discern. The point though is the bills are, should be good. You've got the Dolphins that could have one of the better offenses out there. Where do the Jets fall in all of this? I think the only play is to go under for the plus money. I'm with you. And Joe Osborne made the same case yesterday. He came on the show talking about, you know, Tom Brady essentially has spoiled us with, you know, playing (laughs) into his 40s. And we can't just expect all of these guys to do that now. Like, that he's an outlier. You know, and even Russell Wilson, he's not quite the same age as Aaron Rodgers yet, but like I compare the two situations and things have not been working out well for Russ in Denver. And I expect more of the same. I I don't know if he'll be quite as bad as last year, but I don't think he's going to be an MVP type quarterback all of a sudden again. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, there, there are many veterans who've had phenomenal careers who go to another team and it just doesn't work out. That could happen here. And you want to make sure to be prepared for it and get uh, the most bang for your buck. As far as NFL win totals with 70 plus percent of bets going to the over, the biggest share for one team goes to the Tennessee Titans going over seven and a half, followed by the Chiefs over 11 and a half. Surprise, surprise. And then the Steelers over eight and a half, 83% of those bets are on the over. Uh, What stands out to you here? That I agreed with a lot of these, too many of these. (laughs) Right? I don't agree with the Broncos, just laid out the case for that. I do think, even though we are a Seahawks show, that Geno Smith could be due for some regression. The Jackson Smith and Jigba situation does concern me. They do have, you know, other options at wide receiver, obviously, but that's not the way you want to start the season. So that might be an under I would look at. I think the Chargers should be better. The one that I know you and me probably don't want to get into. I wouldn't be surprised oh, if the Cowboys even go under. 
I don't think Dak is that good. Uh, Some people have the Cowboys in the Super Bowl winning the division. I just think it's going to be more of the same. Uh, 10 is not that much though. So I wouldn't bet the win total under. Um, What else? The Saints, I could see them going over nine and a half. Ravens over 10 and a half. Yeah, really the Broncos and the Seahawks. I love the Steelers, and I think the Titans can go over seven and a half as well. Even though they didn't do a whole lot, I just think that that's a team kind of like the Steelers that's still going to be in the conversation to make the playoffs and come toward the end of the season, season, I think they're going to be contenders. There are a couple of reasons that give me pause betting on the over Titans seven and a half, and we will get to those a little later in the show. But I want to talk about the Seahawks again here uh, because we are a Seahawks Mm -hmm. stand account. So the 49ers win total is 10 and a half and the over, you know, it's, it's a bit expensive minus 162, at least in one spot. Seahawks is at eight and a half. So you're going from 10 and a half to eight and a half. And I would argue a couple things. Number one, I think the schedule's tougher for San Francisco as far as, you know, playing teams coming off buys, things like that. The travel is less of a concern for me as far as Seattle goes because they're kind of used to it by now. But to me, a two-win difference seems outrageous. I don't think the difference in talent between the 49ers and Seahawks is so big to where a two-win total is appropriate. And so what side am I likelier to take? It would be the Seahawks over because I'm expecting a real dogfight Uh, for winning the NFC West. I think there's still value Mm -hmm. in betting on the Seahawks. But if you don't think so, at least look at that two-win total difference and go, well, it's not like the 49ers are running away with it, especially with all those quarterback questions. Yep, I agree. I mean, the Seahawks are a big question mark for me in terms of which direction this could go. I don't think they're – if anything, I'm expecting like a loss – Um, or two less than last year, maybe a tiny bit of regression, or maybe they're a little bit better, but I don't think it's going to be a big swing one way or the other. So betting on the Seahawks win total would just be a stay away for me. But if the Niners stink, Mm -hmm. I mean, that just gives them even more of an advantage with all of the uh, question marks. But now, and it could just be PR move, but uh, it seems like uh, everyone's super high on Brock Purdy. I guess they are. I guess they are. But uh, if he if he really is that good, then there's a lot that we need to be rethinking as far as I guess draft analysis and and uh, stuff like that could happen. It's possible. But I mean, still, Tom questions. Brady was drafted in the fourth round, wasn't he? Uh, the sixth. Yeah, he was. But Six. again, outlier. Yeah. Uh, by the way, am I really <laughs> well, maybe Brock Purdy is an outlier too? Yeah, maybe he might. Hey, he might be. Chiefs over 11 and a half. Am I lazy just to take that? Just because Pat Mahomes is great? Uh, no. Yeah. I like it too. <laughs> cool. This is Beck All Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we go off the board and a national commentator goes under fire right here on the Beck Network.